Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Oh, shit. Here we go. We're live. It's happening. Welcome to Tuesdays with Stories, folks. I am Joe Vintage T List, and that's Marky Armpit Stain Norman. Woo, Jesus. Hey, Channel, that is a wet spot and a half. Man, yeah, you're I'm like, I'm like a lady at a, at a Beatles concert in the 60s. Yeah, you look like a history teacher. <laughs> Oh, man, we had a teacher, Mr. Stabler. This guy was fat as hell, and he had the yellow. He had the yellow stains on his white tee. I mean, he was right out of a, a central casting. The comb over with, like, the six lines going over the scalp, the pe- pe- pocket protector with 18 pens, a protractor, a compass, a dildo, and big old yellow under the pit. Doesn't it blow you? I hate the yellow, first of all. If you saw my pillow, my sheets, my blankets, bright yellow. It, yeah. looks like, it looks like there's a fucking crazy piss party happening in my bedroom. The whole Been, pillow, bright yellow. Look at that. Oh, the, oh boy. We gonna, I thought we were going to get a sneak peek. Yeah, this song, I mean, I don't know if you can see. It doesn't really pick up here. Let me try it's to find something. It's a little dingy. Something. A little dinge. I'll try to find uh, this. We got some new stuff going here, and a lot of people listen on audio, anyways. But take my word, it, right. it looks like a Simpsons sketch in here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're talking to the pissy professor over here. I know about the urine, but you're talking just sweat, wear and tear. Sweat. I guess I just sweat. I'm a night sweater or a night terrors or whatever the night watchman i don't know what it is but my pillow is just bright yellow always has been since i was a kid i mean three weeks here i think because the anxiety i'm just uh-huh. shaking and sweating no matter what and uh it's yucky i'm i'm, I'm leaking yellow ink <laughs> yeah, my thing is the uh the, the nuva ring around the collar I, my collars look like i wipe my ass with them they're brown and yellow and they look like an old treasure map Wait, Nuva Ring? What's that again? No, that that's, uh, was a joke about, I just used the word ring, but I got the ring around the collar is what I'm saying. Nuva Ring's the uh, the IUD that you put in your snatch to uh, stop a child. Oh, right. Uh, no child left behind. I, but yeah. what's, what's, what are you talking about with the, the, bat, the neck? What, what you know, ring? Like a, like a white collared shirt, the button up. Uh-huh. It's just ruined back there just with sweat. I oh. guess it's like your pillow, but it gets brown and yellow and gay and weird, and I, you can't get it out. Like, I, I put bleach on it. I put holy water and placenta, nothing. All right. Oh, good to know. It makes me feel better that you got back of the neck sweat. Oh, man. Back of the neck. My lower back is covered in semen, and uh, <laughs> I get I got the wet sheets, too. You see, my mattress is it's horrific. That's Kooky, kooky times, I think. I think everyone's ang- anxious. I can't sleep well anymore. I don't sleep. I wake up. I have obsessive thoughts in my sleep. You know when you're half awake in the morning? Yes. When you got, you're kind of awake? And I keep thinking about the emails I have to send. Yes. It's like 625, and I'm like, 
Christine at Bonfire. Got a bonfire email. Like I, I'm just going through my head, and I I keep waking up early now, and people are like, "You get up and at them. It's good. You're up early." But I'm like, "No, no, it's horrific. I just can't it's, sleep." I'm the same way, and I'm so jealous of these queefs who are like, "Uh, I slept till one." Like Sam, I used to text Sam at like nine, and he would not get back to me till two. He's like, "I just got up. I'm making coffee." I'm like, "Do you know what a gift that is?" Like I know it's. It's, you know, you lost your day, but at least you're healthy. At least you're, like, cleansing yourself with your snooze. Well, you want that middle sleep. You want yeah. eight solid. I want to go to bed at one and wake up at nine and just feel, woo. True, I'm, but wouldn't it be nice to have the option? I mean, if, you, if you're one of these sleep till one guys, just set an alarm for ten. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Eight. I want eight solid, REM, whatever the fuck. Uh, I go to bed at three. I wake up at eight. I mean, eleven. 11, I can't do the math, but yeah. you know what I mean. I hear you. I hear you. I can't. I got dyscalculia. You know me. I can't add or subtract. Sounds made up, but it's real. Yeah, I believe it. Um, <laughs> but what, what started this with the sweat? Because there was some other thought I wanted to branch into. Branch Ricky. Yellow, it was uh, pre-yellow, before Asian, the bed. Uh, shit, yellow fever. I said, hey, we're here. And then you said something. I'm not. Oh, I said you're you're blocked up with with gigs. No, no that was before. That was, that was before. off air. Don't start shit. going into the off air business, my god. <laughs> oh god, we'll really we'll get, get shut down. Yeah, we'll turn into Mel Gibson over here. Uh shit, I can't remember. Fuck my ass, Johnson. I'm clueless. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm sure something else will come up to talk about. Oh, now I'm I'm jizzing on my face. I can't figure this out. Wait, hold on. I want to know this. So you you turned yellow. The sheets. You're getting no sleep. Ah, fuck it. Oh, I got it. I got it. I had the teacher with the yellow stains. Yes. Shelby, Shelby just texted also. Oh, Sh- what teacher. Did he, say? he said, ah, teacher. There What's, we go. What was the teacher thing uh, now? This, See, now? This right here. No, but now I remember what we were talking about, but I don't remember what it sparked <laughs> me. It spawned me or sparked me. Did I ever tell you this one? Spawn we had to come ranch. up. Did I ever tell you this? We had to come up with a uh, team name. We had Team Trivia, seventh grade. Mr. DaCosta was our teacher, and we were we were blue. We were going to be, there was like blue, red, yellow, and you had to come up with a team name based on the color, and our color mm. was blue, and one of my suggestions was Blue Blux Blan, and oh, uh, nice. he just wrote it down on the chalkboard. Like He was like, wow. okay, that's, that's an option, and it didn't get picked. It didn't get chosen. But I feel like if a kid said that now, they would fucking oh. throw him out through face first of the window. Yeah, especially because you were colored. You know, you were all different colors. So, like, you know, it's color coordinated, which is also weird. But that's pretty clever for a kid. Like, that's pretty worldly. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, I knew about the Ku- We had probably studied the Ku Klux Klan in that class. So I felt like it was worth... Uh, you know, whatever, bringing up. Like, I was like, right? right? Remember? Ku Klux. Like, if it was a math class, it would be a little weirder. Yeah. But it was a thing of, like, we had just studied that, and I did a, a Ku Klux Klan pun, but the fact that he wrote it down, of like, okay, we'll vote on that. If it gets <laughs> voted on, we'll choose it. I like this teacher. He, he goes with the flow, at least. You know, he's he's not, like, shunning children for having ideas, even if they're weird. He, uh, he had a big sign that said, Put downs with like a, a circle and a line through it. No put downs. Oh. And it was the first time I ever heard the term put down, and I still haven't heard it very much. It's not a mm. in use term. No, and you know what else is like that is tardy. Mm. Seems like tardy would go away, but that's only heard in schools. You never hear tardy like, oh, Jeff's tardy. He's the accountant. 
Yeah, good point. You hear retardy. You hear retardy, yeah, but it's. I think it's an age thing. Like you hit puberty, you get pubic hair, and all of a sudden you're not tardy. You're just retarded. Yeah, there's weird things. I remember there was also a sign in one of my math classes that said, be a robot, not a bigot. But it ah. didn't even rhyme. Like On paper, it looks similar because ah. it's bot. But I was right. like, you don't want to be a robot. No. You should just say, don't be a bigot. But robot's no good. And they don't even rhyme. Yeah, and you could still be a racist robot. Good point. Aha, uh-huh. I have a point. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there's ra- racist robots. Yeah, you know, when Google, we, we did this once, when you Google, they Google face match, they did a black family, and it came up as a couple of, you know, what's, and uh, it was a racist thing. They got rid of it. Hmm, yeah, racist robots. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, oh, shit, you had something that sparked something. Can I just say this? I'm, I'm in a mood here. I'm a little cranky. It happened to me again. Somebody stole my bike cover. That's the oh, third one. Jesus. Can you believe it? What are you supposed to do about this? I guess it's like nets in a basketball hoop where it's just like that's right. the thing. You, you keep them as long as... Like when we played basketball in Astoria here, Moody McCarthy would always bring a net because somebody ah. just take them. So you just put it up and we started just taking them down with us and put it in your pocket and leave. But you can't do that with a bike cover. But it seems like it's kind of like the basketball net. It's just something that gets taken. I guess so. I mean, I, fool me once, I'm a kook. Fool me twice, I'm a chooch. Fool me three times, I'm a cum-guzzling Nazi over here. But I found a solution. And I okay. think I, I'm, I'm going to crack the code and beat the crooks. So I've been Googling bike covers, and I saw one with a hole at the bottom that you can put the lock through. Uh. So now the lock's going through the hole, through the wheel, and onto the post. Now, let me ask you this. Is there any damage to the bike? Are they stealing the cover and then taking a shit on the hood or whatever? This is the weird thing because I, I studied this. and I'll, I mean, I, got, I could talk about this for an hour, but I took a bunch of CBD. I'm out of sleeping pills, so I was like, ah, all I got CBD. So I guzzled it. And if you guzzle CBD, you will get high because there's like a, you know, it's, it's almost like non-alcoholic beer. If you, if you drink 90 of them, you'll feel a buzz. Sure. Yeah, so I was pretty high, and I when I get high, I'm paranoid. The wife's out of town, so I was just laying in my, my apartment in the dark, you know, with the covers up to my nose, uh, whimpering, and I kept hearing this homeless person outside going, oh, you know, and it, uh, now you're even more paranoid, so I'm panicking. I'm wet in the bed. The sheets are yellow, and... I say, fuck it, you're, you're 36 years old, go to bed, you're fine, you're just high, you're paranoid. I go to bed, I wake up, the cover's gone. So I assume this hobo nagged it, nabbed it, and went and made a little bed out of it, or a canopy, or a mosquito net. Well, that would be almost the best case scenario if like a homeless crazy person got it, because at least you were of service. You know, maybe he made a tent mm. out of it, he can live in it. If it's just some whippersnapper stealing it, you know, to sh- wipe his ass with... Or yeah. some other douche who lost his, so he's taking yours. That sucks. But if maybe if it's a kook, you can look at it, you know, switch angles and say, hey, he needed it more than I did, all that bullshit that no one believes. Right, right. right. Well, that, they asked if the bike is in disrepair. The only thing I saw, and this is kooky and jarring, and it makes your, your dick hole sweat, there was a pile of cigarette ash on the seat. Mm. What the hell is that? I don't like that. I don't like that either. That means somebody goes, fuck this guy. Like in the 80s. 
Did he burn a hole through the the, the fabric? No hole. It's a, it's a, like a pleather seat, and it just had a, the pile on it. But I wiped it, and it was pretty. It was fine. Yeah, somebody ashed on your bike. I mean, that's. I, I think uh, I remember this time where we were built. We were putting a basketball hoop in our uh, driveway. And which was silly because the driveway, you've been to my parents' house, it had like two huge dips. It was like a, it was at an angle and then it had like the tire dip where the, where the car sits. There's like tire marks. So there's big yeah. potholes in the driveway. It was a horrible basketball hoop. And we had electrical wires running across the driveway. It was the worst basketball hoop ever. Yeah. You can only shoot from this corner. It's too bad but you I, didn't have a go-kart to play with. Good point. Devastated. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so we... We, we built the basketball hoop, but you have to w- let the cement settle before you can put the top part on. So for a while, it was just like a two-foot cylinder, like the mm. base of the thing. And I remember one day I came home, and there was a bunch of trash in there. It was like a pack of cigarettes, a wrapper, and the thought that somebody had walked through my lawn yes. and put shit in our belongings, it devastated me, and it gave me anxiety of like, who was in our yard? Our cars were here. Yes. Somebody walked here. Somebody was in my shit. Sing it, sister. I know exactly what you mean. It's it's the violation. It's the you have no control. This already happened. Somebody did it. Somebody's a prick. They 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 fucked you, and they just it it's the lack of consideration. Like I have this cigarette pack. I have this beer can. I don't want it. Fuck this guy. You know, I'm I'm throwing it in this little receptacle. That'll do. Well, well, and you have the feeling that, like you just alluded to, that you're like, maybe they know me. Maybe they hate me. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're like, I don't like this family. I'm going to go stick a fucking pack of cigarettes in their basketball hoop thing. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a factor. It, it all stinks. I, I just wish, you just want to catch them and go, hey, what are you doing? Why are you ashing on that? You know, and they'll be like, ah. you know, it, it's almost like Twitter or social media where you can be really mean or a comment because there's no face. It, but you would never say that to the person in, in real life. Right. Yeah, we got to get back to uh, the face. The faces, face to face, face the nation. Yeah, sit on my face, face yeah. off. Facist robot. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that, that's a, it's a bummer. So I got the new one coming. It's got the lock hole. So now when they try to rip it off, they're going to have to take the whole street sign, baby. Yeah, good, good for you. Uh, that that's a bummer. What do you do in the winter? You 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 stick it in the house, or what? What happens? Nah, cover it up. It the the the, the cover's waterproof and uh, weatherproof and anal proof, and it's it seems I had it all out last winter. It was fine. Well, I got. I'm about to have to go to the garage around the corner and pay for a parking spot. We're going to. I'm flying for the first time in a couple of weeks. We're going to Marfa, Texas, with Sarah's mm. uh, mother and sister. So I got to find a place to put the car, and I was going to get this garage because it's, you know, so you have parking, you have to keep moving the goddamn car. Yeah. But it's a rough one. You got to go over there and just be like, here you go. It's like 400 bucks a month for this fucking thing. Ah, yeah, here, rape me up the pooper. This is, uh, but you need them. But I guess you could drive out to Long Island or Yonkers or something and park it there, but, you know, fuck it. Then you got to take a car to the thing, uh, and right. we've already had the experience of drive that long drive, and then you just can't find a spot, and you just right. it, it, it just fucks your mother right in the ass. So, uh, but it's killing me to go over there and be like, okay, yeah, here's a ton of money for just a, a space. Yes, but it will be peace of mind. You have that. That's really what you're paying for because this sounds horrible, but anytime you own something, 
it's just another thing to be anxious about, another thing to worry about, another thing that you could lose or break. So this bike is like the most expensive thing I own, and it's just sitting on the street. So I worry about it constantly, which is also why I don't know if I can have kids. But I had to bring it to the shop once, and the guy's like, it's going to be like a week and a half. I'm sorry. And I was like, great, because now I know it's locked up in a shop for the first time. It's actually it's being fixed, but it's actually the safest it's ever been. Yeah, good point. Interesting. Yeah, th- I guess I have to. I mean, I have to do that myself with the garage. But even the garage, you're like, it could get scratched, breathed on wrong, right. or people could shit on it. You're just afraid that guy's gonna steal it. But I guess, you know, a, a Sentra. Nobody's taking a Sentra joyriding. No, and I think they cover that. You probably have to sign some bullshit. They go, hey, we took a dump on the the radiator. We'll here, we'll clean it up. Yeah, I guess so. But it's weird. I've had it for three weeks, and I'm already like, that's eh, my car. It's over there. <laughs> that's good you know it's like uh you, you lose that thing I'm like can you believe it we got a car i'm like all right let's right. take the car. i've been in it too much already put it 1200 miles on it already i'm like ah fuck i don't want to drive wow like Isn't tonight i got a, I, I got a gig i'm taking an uber i'm like ah i don't feel like driving wow how about that well the looking for parking sucks the potholes my god i mean the car is gonna last eight weeks in this fucking city Oh, yeah. Brutal. I expect Queens is bad, man. Astoria's got some real dinks. Well, we might have to bleep that, but uh, yeah. Well, what dinks? Dinks. <laughs> uh, well, it's a very diverse area for sure. It has dinks, but uh, it's got potholes as well. And uh, that's Hold on. more Shane what Gillis I'm... is calling. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm more worried about the potholes, but th- <laughs> those guys can be trouble too. <laughs> Woo! I can't keep up with the slurs now, so uh, I don't know which ones have been added or taken away. Um, but yeah, Sticky we just uh, uh, we just drove it down to uh, Arlington. I got my first taste of the road. Yes, uh, this past weekend it was really bizarre, and I got I got to tell you, it's got me in a real funk, a Marty Funkhauser, because. Yeah. Uh, so Sarah took a gig, uh, Arlington Draft House, which I hadn't been to in eight years. My last time there what? was, I was there featuring for John again, December 2012, and it was my la- like my second to last week drinking. I had like mm. 10 days before I got sober, and uh, I opened for DePaulo there a couple times with our old pal Eli Sayers was emceeing. Ah. So I got good memories there, but I, I shifted over to the D.C. Draft House. That's my gig. Same, same. Good room. Yeah. Better, better room. D.C. Draft House is my favorite. We've talked about it. And Arlington Draft House, no disrespect, great room. It's cool, but it's just not. I, I don't like it as much as D.C. Just, yeah. I mean, so, D.C. is in the city. It's got the low ceiling. It's tight. It's quiet. It's intimate. It's cool. Yeah, it's great. So... This was their first gig, first show. It's a, I mean, it's a movie theater slash comedy club. They haven't had anything in five months. This is grand opening. And Woo-wee. so they got Sarah headlining. I'm going, what the fuck? I got nothing to do. I'll drive you down there. We got the car. So we drive down there, and it's so no strange. No ego, by the way. You got What's no that? ego. I love that. No ego. You're like, yeah, I'll open for you. What am I doing? Wow, I think it was fun. I did guest spots, and uh, to me, it's hot. I'm fucking the headliner. She's older. She's headlining. <laughs> it was like the ultimate fantasy to me. Right. And right. It's like, I'm a young whippersnapper trying to do guest spots, and then the headliner's like, eat me out for stage time. So <laughs> The tables you know. have turned. She's in the back of the car when you're driving. You're like, yes, Mrs. Tolomash, whatever you say. <laughs> 
that's what I'm into. I'm like, I'm like, just fucking <laughs> rip my hair out, piss in my mouth, you know, step on sure. my balls, stick a toe in my ass. That's what I'm looking for. I hope she cut your time. I hope she shit on you when she got on, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, I asked permission to speak, and I went and got her <laughs> sodas, and um, it was pretty exciting. So I drove down there, and you know that that drive to D.C., this northeast corridor, it's fucking horrendous, never not traffic, so we yep. had to leave at quarter of 10. But how about this? We get... we. This is what the, where it's weird with COVID times. We Google Maps, you plug in Arlington Draft House, and the directions take you straight across 42nd Street in Manhattan. Ah. But there's nobody in there. Like the like the Google Maps is like, oh. go across Times Square. And I'm like, are you sure? What are you, crazy? Right. And you drive in there. It's just us. We're right. just driving through Times Square. Like, there's no cars. There's no people. I mean, it's picking up a little bit, but... Seven months ago, Google Maps would never be like, take 42nd Street across the, the city. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Go right through Grand Central Station. It's the quickest way. We, we breezed right through, and uh, it, was, it was pretty sweet to do it. But uh, great ride down there. But it's so strange because they're operating at 35% capacity. Yep. And the room seats like, I don't know. 300 or something like that so or maybe it's like 250 35% capacity is 50 people max Ooh, in a, that's a room, room that holds high ceiling exactly in a room that holds like 275 or whatever so it was pretty light there was like you know 20 people there in this and they had to sit them see them spread out yeah so just really strange but you got a taste and it gave me a taste of what it was like to go work the road, and yes. then uh, Chris Allen came down, the fat bully, and we hung out, and he's going to do that spot, and you know, you miss that feeling of like, you come by here, yes. I'll come do a guest spot there, we'll meet up back here at the diner, but there's no meeting up and all that shit. Right, right, ah, I know, And but the, the hotel is fun, the green room is fun, you eat in the green room, uh, you got the, the fridge with the waters and the Red Bulls, and all that shit is great, the smell of the club I love, and... Yeah, you see the marquee with the name on it. The, the whole thing is, it's a bummer. I can't wait to get back. Oh, I almost started crying earlier because I, I, was, I was on Bennington. He's like, when did you shoot the special? So I had to look back because I was like, trying to get the date. And I looked at my calendar and you just see it so packed. And you're like, Alan's office, ah! dentist office, fat black, new jokes, right. Tuesdays with stories. And you think of like all these things. It made me like, it took my breath away thinking about our lives before all this because I'm good at settling in and accepting it and be like, this is what our life is. We can't control it. Yada, yada. Fuck my dad. But when you really think about the old days, you're like, fuck. I know. So sad. So sad. And think this is even, I, I almost don't want to say it because this is almost too bummery, but just think like we've lost, we're doing five months here, how much time we've been in, whatever it is. Think about how much we would have accomplished in those five months. I mean, we just lost part of our life. We're still doing the pod, thank God. We're, we're doubling down on the queefs and the, the Patreon, thank God. But, like, think about every new bit you would have. Think about every new check you would have from all these gigs and how many cities you would have been to. And, ah, geez, it just kills me. And the joy, the joy, the joy we bring. We could have brought a lot of joy to a lot of boys and girls that are homeless or whatever bullshit. Where's the joy? Exactly. Almond but, joy. Uh, but what, yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, at least you got a taste, I guess. You got a little methadone. Yeah, it was a little fun, but you know what it was? There was those shows where it's, it's Arlington, Virginia. They weren't really comedy fans. They were just kind of people that were like, they wanted to do something. Yeah. And uh, you could tell 
it was a set. You know those sets where you're like, I can tell that they think I suck. Yes, I know it well, too well. And um, the MC was great, but I was like, just tell him about the special. And so he's not. He didn't mean anything by it. But he's like, this guy just released a special on YouTube. But I'm like, you gotta say. A big special, an hour special, or, or say Tonight Show and Netflix and an right. addition, because otherwise it sounds like I'm just some asshole that threw up, you know, talked into a mic and threw it on YouTube. I'm like, right. it, it's a, it's a, it's a special on YouTube. Yes, the YouTube here, here. is, it still is, it's working out for us, obviously, but it, it still sounds like a, a Make a Wish. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does. Yeah, because anybody can do it. It's free to upload. So uh, I went out and just ba- ate a bag of shit, just a big, big bag of cheese every sh- every show. I mean, like it was a couple of teehees, a couple of ha-has, but you could just tell that like, oh, these people hate me. I suck. And um, meanwhile, the special's doing great. It's got a quarter of a million views. I'm on top of the world. And then you, it's the, the great equalizer. You walk out there yeah. and they're just eating popcorn. You can hear the popcorn being chewed. And yes. of course, there's two ladies going, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, let me just say this: a couple things. One, isn't it? Well, first of all, congrats on the special. By the way, everybody's jizzing all over it. Everybody loves it. The views are insane. By the way, like you're you're hitting like a hundred k a day almost, or maybe yeah, more. I think, I think it's around four hundred thousand in four days. It's pretty wild. Wow. I mean, you're going to hit a mill, that, that, that a million feeling. There's nothing better, and people are sharing it. Everybody's into it. I'm getting comments about it. I'm getting messages like, this special is great. I'm like, yeah, yeah, tell him, but thank you, yeah. And I'm so glad it worked out. I'm so glad it happened. I'm glad everybody likes it. But also, I've said it before. I'll queef it again. Isn't it interesting about comedy that you can say the same jokes that murder but in front of these people, they're going, this guy's bad. That's the hardest thing about comedy. Like, if you make a basketball, it whether there's eight people in the room or 20,000, it still counts for two. Why does right. the joke not count and you can be considered shitty just because the vibe is wrong? Isn't that frustrating? Yeah, but you need... you need. That's what makes it so... Uh beautiful man it's like a, it's a dance you need both participants or whatever yeah i guess so it's a conversation i but get it. You, it you do you just want to be like this is good you want to yeah. come out and say i i'm good just whatever you're thinking just switch it into like this guy's great right and you'll start enjoying these more because they, they come in very skeptical yeah yeah all right so so i feel bad for sarah she's got to do 45 up there it was rough. I mean, I was coming off stage being like, all right, good luck. Um, but it's good. You know, it's like you're getting, you're, we're getting our toes back in. You know, you warm up a little bit. You try a little bit. But um, the indoor shows, I, I think I'm done with for a while. It's just as uh, too, I'm too anxious. I feel bad. I feel guilty. And then the right. shows just weren't great. And some of these outdoor shows are pretty good. So I, I don't know. I was just, it was safe. Everyone was far apart, but it just wasn't. It just made me feel sad that I wasn't, we weren't ripping it up. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Well, speaking of outdoor shows, I mean, we've been doing, we've been on each other's heels uh, with these. Uh, did you talk about Soul Joel's yet? I think so. God, oh, I don't right. even remember. Well, I think so. 
That was great. I did that one last week. Royersford, PA. Never even heard of it before. Cute little town. And me and Doug Key. If you don't know Doug Key, he's the guy I did the queef with where we got, we went into the, we hid in a, a coat room of a gay bar and did a queef. And all these gay guys were coming in, getting their coats and be like, hey boys, what are you doing in here? We're like, no, 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 we're just doing a queef. But, uh, Doug Key drove out, and it was like a taste of normalcy. You show up. There's a couple people there you know. We cracked a few beers. It's beautiful out. There's packed out lawn chairs, Tuesdays there, comedy shirts, and they were good. It was a good show. People laughed. You hear laughter, and then that drive back. There's nothing better than the drive back after a comedy show. Yes. Sorry. I was joking. Oh. It was more than that. But no, no. no it's it's just, the best. It was beautiful. Like... Uh, one Tuesday, he gave me a bunch of hot sauce, and he's like, I put a few beers in the bag for the fuck of it. And I was like, oh, what a guy. These Tuesdays, they're throwing out mushrooms and Adderall, all kinds of stuff. So me and Doug cracked a beer, and the, the it's nighttime. You finished your work. You did well, and you got like an hour and ten to get back. There's no better feeling. And you're like, ah, the little things. That it, It's almost like after a workout, that endorphin rush you get, but it was after comedy. Oh, I love that feeling. Yeah, we did it the week before with Steve Big Dick Rogers. I had to drive him to his dumb house way out in Brooklyn. but And then we just did it this weekend, Saturday after Arlington. We drove back through the night. I got the XM radio going. I got a, a yes. Pearl Jam show, the full show. And then you talk about how comedy was, how it could be. You bounce some bits. And uh, it feels great. And that driving back after the gig and just getting home, and you're like, oh, we're in our own beds. Yes. We work tonight in a different state. And, uh, yeah, it feels feels great. It's nice to be working even a little bit in any yes. capacity. You just want to yes. tell jokes. I miss telling jokes. Well, that's the thing people don't realize, and I'm going to sound like a twat here, but working is, I think it's healthy and good. I mean, we're lucky we get to do the thing we love to do and, you know, get paid for. But, like, I, I know everybody's like, we got time off. I'm, You know, it's like a big joke. Like, I took so many naps. I needed a nap. And, uh, man, like Jim Gaffigan's got four hours on, like, don't you just want to eat all day and not get off the couch? And you're like, no, that sucks. You got to get out there and shake it up and do something and go to work and, and accomplish something. And then the happiness kicks in. That's, that's the satisfaction. I don't think – I think everybody's trying to get away from discomfort, but I think that's where people should be going towards, especially now with the COVID. Well, that's, yeah, that's definitely part of the problem is nobody has any, feels like they have any value because they're not yes. doing anything. I talked to a friend today. He's depressed. He's got, he's like, I'm doing actually nothing. Right. Like, even if you hate your job, at least you feel like you're contributing to society in some way, whether you're, you're bagging somebody's groceries or you're building somebody's house or you're cleaning somebody's siding yes. or you're making somebody laugh. When you're not doing that, you just feel like, ah, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Exactly. And that's when... The social media, maybe the canceling, maybe all this other stuff, you feel so drawn to it because you're like, I should be doing something. Let me take down this racist or whatever, this homophobe, and like ruin them and do this and that and, and dig up tweets and that ain't shit. You're not helping. Like, go go actually help somebody that is uh, underprivileged or marginalized. That's, that's a, a real feather in your asshole. Yeah, and speaking... Of feathers in our asshole. Yes. We got some sponsors that we love. Oh, Jesus Christ. We sure do, fatty. And uh, boy, when you, when, you, when you think about your asshole, what do you think about? You think about protecting your asshole, housing your asshole, and the best yes. way to do that is, in my opinion, with sheath underwear. Woo-wee. 
right this moment, I am wearing sheath underwear. <laughs> and uh, I, I really am. This episode of Tuesdays with Stories is brought to you by Sheath Underwear. That's right. Sheath, S-H-E-A-T-H. Now that everyone is working in their underwear, you might as well be doing it in the best gosh darn drawls around. Is it drawls? I thought it was drawers. I don't know. Drawls? But anyway, anyways, what may, I'm reading the copy. Fuck the copy. The copy Fuck stinks. The this, copy. Guy's, this guy's a fan, and we love his underwear. I genuinely love him. They got the, the, the pouch, the dick and ball pouch. <laughs> your penis goes in. And yes. I tell you, it's like pulling your cock out of a vagina when you pull this thing out. Fellas, you got to get it. And we've talked about it before. I got my wife, uh, or he sent our, my wife a sports bra and some undies. Ooh. And they're sexy. They're her favorite bra and underwear. And uh, they're just the best. I love this underwear. And I got, uh, it's, it's got a sexy design and the, just the sheath. I, I'm telling you, I look like a, a, a sex monster with these sheaths on. <laughs> We're both in our underwear wearing sheath. If you want to turn your wife on, if you want to get turned on by her, get yourself some sheath underwear. Tell them some more. You've experienced this. I love the sheath. It's definitely got the two-pouch compartment that keeps your nuts in a hut and your pecker packed away. It's really what you need when you're wearing underwear because sometimes I got some underwear that got no slit. So I'm just, I got to yank them down like a special needs kid every time I take a woo-woo. And then I got the uh, the ones that my dong flops out every time I'm by a playground. So they're all over the road, but these guys have nailed it and they're sexy and they're sleek. Go to sheathunderwear.com. Order with promo code TUESGAYS, this guy's a fan, to get 20% off your first order and Sheath Underwear's 100% money-back guarantee. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code TUESDAYS. Support this show by supporting them. Get Sheath Underwear and let them support your cojones. And send us a photo, will you? And Tuesdays with Stories is brought to you also by Raycon. You guys know how much we love Raycon, now that everyone is cooped up at home using earbuds, has become an essential service. Drown out the sounds of your roommates, your girlfriend, the fireworks, or whatever's going on out there with Raycon. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. These things are first class, folks. you got to have some earbuds. Uh, obviously, right now, I'm using uh, whatever this crap is, and it stinks. Earbuds... Yep. These earbuds by Raycon are the best HD sound, high quality. They're cheaper than the uh, other bullshit. It's just first-class stuff. I really love them. You get six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, and a deeper bass sound. I mean, that's on their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds. They're the best ones yet. You know about it. Tell them about it there, Marcus. Yeah, I love them. I listen to a lot of pods, and with the other earbuds, you're doing this shit. What do you say, huh? With the Raycon, it comes in crystal clear, and they last forever, and they're cheaper. So I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Go nuts. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays. That's buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. One more time. That's buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays. Get them while they're hot. Yes, they are hot. All right. Speaking of hot, it's uh, blazing in New York, and I try to walk around every day just to get my steps in because I I love my apartment so much I never want to leave. But how about this? I'm walking by Washington Square Park, 
and I just see a bunch of teens and 20-somethings, you know, hip kids just staring at cops from across the street. There's like a gaggle of cops leaning on their cars doing whatever, and they're just flipping them off and going, murderers, murderers. It was like... It was insane. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And the cops just going, all right, move it along, whatever. They weren't even looking at them. Yeah, it's uh, it's strange strange times. A lot of animosity, a lot of, lot of boopily boobs and bing-a-da-bings. But I- I'm hoping it all, the dust settles and we can move on. I was driving down uh, 3rd Avenue the other day, or 2nd Avenue the yeah. other day in the city here, heading uh, down to the village and... There was a, a kid standing in the street, and he kept doing this, like pretending to jump in front of every car. Oh. Like, as you got close, he would do that. It was like, uh, I don't know what you say, like, gotcha, made you flinch or whatever, but yeah, in the street. Out. I mean, he was in the street pretending what? to jump in front of cars. Horrendous. Wow. Horrendous behavior. Subpar behavior, as my friend Greg Hahn would say. Yeah. <laughs> just, just terrible subpar behavior, but... Um, it, it's it's kooky times out here. It, it's it's wild. It is, and with the the flipping off the cops. I mean, a it's not doing anything. Like the cops are like, all right, whatever. But they did it for like I walked by like eight times. They were doing it for forty five minutes an hour. Like it was almost kind of adorable. Like all right, kids, I get it. You're uh you're you're angsty and you're saving the world. But like uh, what are you an idiot? Like come on. I, I don't know. I guess it's a thrill. I don't know. I mean, I I used to tag shit, but at least there's. Some proof I was there or some kind of remnants of vandalism. Yeah, I, I, I tag folks on Instagram. But, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, there's so much uh, spicy animosity out there. You can feel it. and It just makes you yes. want to move up into the woods and, and uh, you know, smash your computer and your phone and, and, and stick your father's dick in your ass. Completely, because if it ain't the, the the animosity, then you got the the wacky uh, homeless, and uh, they're dropping sandwiches and fingering my butthole. So, it's a uh, it's a weird time to live in a big city. I'll say yeah. that. And the murder rate. I'm walking. You know, I go I go to get my uh, bagel every morning at Lots of Bagels, and uh, I look at the paper and the front page. It says a thousand victims. There's been a thousand murders in New York City this year. It's doubled. Wow, wow man. Well, hopefully these rents will go down as the murders go up and did you see the upper east side they got they got quadruple there's a bunch of uh stabbing slashing robberies like in front of billionaires houses this came from the new york post so just you know whatever right right who knows but uh pretty pretty kooky oh i think i sent you the article i read it it was it was terrifying because it's like these billionaires are freaking out like it's 1971 and they got held up at knife point one guy got held up at gunpoint and it you know, these poor billionaires, they don't know what the hell's going on. It's some guy with a monocle and a cane going, oh, well, I never, you know, his top hat spinning. <laughs> Bow right. tie. A, a loaded gun. Two teenagers with a loaded gun. Yikes. My God. Yikes. My so God. Be, well, uh, be on the lookout, folks. There you go. Head on a swive. Now, let me, I got two big nuggets here. Please. I need They're some actually, nuggets. I got, I got nothing. Uh, all right, they're not that great at nuggets, but they're nuggets. But I'll do one first, but they're similar stories. They're both two gigs I did, but they both were insane gigs. Like, couldn't have seen this coming, wacko bananas gigs. I'll try to try to fly through both of these. I don't know how much time we got. All right, all right, I'll, I'll no, knock this out. We got time. We got lots of time. All right, so the first one was on... Saturday, Jay Nugs 
diner in Astoria, outdoor show for the vehicles, and they honk their horn and flash the lights if you're doing well. You oh, know yes. it. I'll be there Saturday, this Saturday night. <laughs> We're sending you back to the future. Uh, yes. Yeah, Bel Air Diner this Saturday in Astoria. I'll be there this week, just in a few days. By the way, you got me. Uh, you 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 were right about this. Uh, I got eight guys texting me going, "Stop doing these gigs because all these queefs hit me up and go, Norman did it, Norman did it, and then they go, Oh, if he did it, maybe I'll do it, and then they hate themselves. And then they no, hate I know. Me. You're, you're, you're bringing down the value of comedy. You're ruining the economy single-handedly. <laughs> There's this podcast. They're like, Mark did this podcast. I listened to it. They're like, we got six listeners and three of them are my uncle. But I Mark did it. Well, so you did the Nog one. So I was, uh, you did the diner. All right, I've listed it. I'll do it. So uh, I go out there. By the way, I checked the forecast. There's a cloud. There's just a little sad, anally gray cloud, but it's not. There's no driplets. It's just a wet, shitty fart, but there's no drippings. So I go, all right, we'll probably be okay. I, che- I text Jay, the guy running the show. He goes, it ain't going to rain, I promise. And I go, all right, great. So take the train out there. Get out there. Uh, it's drizzling. Show's still being set up. It's like 6.50, starts at 7.00. Drizzling, ah, it'll pass. Look at that. The clouds are moving. You know, everybody gets all scientific. See the rotation of the earth. Here we go. Uh, God and, and Allah and all this. And then right when the coast gets on the mic, I mean, torrential, baby, downpour. And I go, well, I guess we got to call it. You know, that's that. He goes, what are you kidding? The show, they paid. The show's got to happen. They're all in their cars. They don't give a shit. It's raining. They just hit the wipers. So I'm like, yeah, but what about the comedians? The host didn't even show up because he goes, it's canceled, right? He goes, no, it's on. He goes, I'm not coming out. So we got no hosts. Noggin to host it. He's calling. He's, he's calling. He called Vitor. He called Fiore. Get over here. We got a show. They go. It's raining. It's boring. The old man is gay. And it was horrible. So Not like Newman. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, the fucking postal service. No rain. No nor bomb. No shine. So everybody's going up, and you know it's a cordless mic. Uh, fucking Nog has a a Zoom show zooming, so he has a, a laptop in, facing the stage. The laptop has an umbrella. The comics did not. <laughs> it was fucking classic. And so every comic's going up going, this is it. This is my life. And I go up, and the cars are honking. Hey, Norman, all right. Lights, lights. And I have a little Hello Kitty umbrella. I look like Ben Franklin out there. I got a key with a rope. And my opening line is, I got to start saying no. And it's, uh, it, it was like it encapsulates the whole thing. You're, you're right. What am I doing? I'm, I'm miserable. I'm in the cold. I look like a wet kitten. Yeah, that gig's tough. I mean, also that gig, by the way, is like 90 minutes away from you. I walk down the street. It's three blocks. It's a good point. But were the people outside, though? Because the people outside are good. There's people the, sitting under a tent thing. The people outside saved it. They were under a tent, and they're the only laughter you hear. Because otherwise, it's just a... And a fucking uh, a blinker. And so, thank God for those people. Those people saved the show. Yeah, it could be uh, it could be a tough one, but hopefully they come out this Saturday to the gig. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's tricky. What did you do? Did you ride the bike over there? No, I, I I got this guy Eric with the with the big shoe. What kind of name for a clown is Eric? And. He's uh, been filming me do stuff. He's like, hey, I listen to Tuesdays. I'm a fan. I see you film shit. I'll, I'll film you. And he came out from Philly on a bus and filmed it. So we got it on tape. So I'll put that shit on YouTube. It should be pretty humiliating. 
Oh, fun. That'll be great. I mean, that's all you need, is if you, as long as you get something out of it. Right, right. And, and then here's the clinker. The second show was, was blue skies, not a cloud up there. And, but between shows, the, the guy running the show put a tent up on the stage like, oh, I'm going to put a tent up just in case. But no tent for the first show. Uh. So now we're under the, the sun on a tent. But yeah, what, what, you know, to each is anal. But uh, you know, we leave there. We're soaking wet. It was, uh, it was an experience. Yeah, it sounds like fun. It's a good story. I mean, yeah. I'm sure the people were happy. I'm sure there was some fans there because fans come out to that. We got fans in Queens. Yeah, fans come out. And, and I think fans realize, like, oh, comedians are fucking losers because they go, hey, you were on Rogan. Oh, man, I love the out to lunch. Oh, baby, Comedy Central, Fallon, Seinfeld's talking about you. They're not canceling this? You got to go out there with this? You go, yeah, I got to go out there. They go, oh, oh, all right. And they just go, oh, man, what a fucking nerd. Yeah, it's it's... Strange times, but we're all navigating. Because for a while, early on, a bunch of comics were like, I don't do Zoom, fuck Zoom. Right. And then after a while, you're like, all right, I guess I'm doing Zoom. Yeah. And I don't really mind the Zoom. I'm doing Ray Allen's show Friday night, the Ruba Ray's Zoom, which is the second, third one I've done. I did one with Ray Romano. I don't know if I talked about that on here. You did not. I, I would love to hear about it. Yeah, I did a Aruba Ray show. He's friends with Romano, so it was Aruba <sighs> Ray and Ray Romano. And uh, it was interesting because the way Ray Ellen does it, he does it good. He has five comics doing like uh, five sets of three minutes. Yes. So he does it kind of like uh, impractical, uh, not impractical jokers. What's the other show? Uh, Hollywood Squares. One? No, the one we did stinks. I love Lucy. No, Byron Allen. The Byron, Byron Allen, Allen thing. Allen. Yes. The, uh, Unleashed. Unleashed. Yeah, so it's like that where he goes, hey, Mark, your uh, your mother's got huge tits, right? And then you talk right. about those. And then he goes, yeah. Joe, your mother has small tits or whatever. I like it, and he's got a ton of people watching, which is great, but I hate being on the whole time. I, I'm like, I was at a party, and I was like, I'm going to go do the Zoom real quick. I'll be right back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this, is, this lasts two hours. Yeah, well, so the one I did with Romano... I thought he was going to do material, and of course, I'm like, yes, Ray Romano, this is going to be great. You know, you always have the, the vision in your head of like, I'm going to do bits for Romano, he's going to be on the floor, and he's going to take me in his jet just to, you yes, know, yes. let me fuck, you know, kids or whatever. Sure. But he, uh, <laughs> he didn't have material, he just interviewed, so Ray just interviewed him, Ray, it was a Ray on Ray interview uh -huh. for like an hour and 15 minutes. And I ended up just watching the socks, but I'm on camera. Every once in a while, Romano would be like, hey, Joe, you got a beard? And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a, <laughs> I got a beard, man. It's crazy. Right, right. And it was super fun. But my family watched. They bought tickets. And so they got to see me. They got to see that Ray Romano knows ah. me, which is nice because, you know, I've been telling them that for years. And they're like, okay, right. sure. Right. But, um, yeah, it was, a little, it was a little weird. So this one I think will just be more normal. But uh, Romano is just a hell of a guy. What a great Great guy, nice sweet, guy. Sweet guy. Couldn't be nicer. Yeah, and he was on there all day just taking questions. It was fun. Wow. Yeah, he's the man. He's talking about just humbleness of comics. That guy always was nice to me He at the cellar. Like, he would sit and eat with you. I mean, he's so it's crazy. Like, this guy's a millionaire. He's on TV. Uh, but, you know, he's just normal. Yeah, sweet guy. So I'll be on there Friday on Zoom. Again, I'm doing the cellar Zoom show. Tomorrow night at 10 p.m., uh, that, that's a good one. So check out some of these Zoom shows. You just sit in your living room and watch the show. Sam yeah. Morill is on and, uh, I don't know, somebody else. Cypher Sounds. Same lineup you got here? 
I don't know. I don't know. Jackie Fabulous is on. She wasn't on last time. Very similar lineup for sure. All right. I got to get on that thing. Uh, yeah. I don't uh, know what's going on with the lineups, honestly. But uh, I don't know. Check it right. out. Check out the Zoom. Seller Zoom Wednesday, uh, Aruba Ray Zoom Friday, and Bel Air Diner on Saturday. Jeez, you're locked and loaded with, with horrible gigs. So here's, the, here's another clinker, though. The problem is we can't get out and, and build new material, really. I mean, you can, but it's not the same, and it doesn't feel right, and you can't get a real gauge. But I'm at a show last night in Jersey, and all these people were like, we saw Out to Lunch, we're coming. And I was like, great. And then the, the show is it's, it's a stress factory, so the show is broken up into like different sets. Like Vinny goes up, then I go up, then another comic goes up, then I go back up. It's, he's got a band, then the band plays, and I go up and do another 10. So I'm mixing and matching material because, you know, you're just trying to put 10 minutes together over and over. And uh, I'm repeating shit for my special, and and I do a joke, and one guy yells the punchline. It was soul-crushing. I felt like my my the, the magic carpet was swept under me. I was I felt like a fraud. Oh, what an asshole. I know. I know. It was I mean he he was a fan too. That was the worst part. He's he's like he's like letting me know he knows everything. But oh, uh, man, yes. it killed me. Yeah, it's weird because in music if you yell out the words, you're like they love us, but if in comedy you're like I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I was a fucking nerd. And and then they thought he was a genius because, like, damn, this guy nailed it. Who's this wacko? I've <laughs> <laughs> got a savant in the crowd. Yeah, that's tough. I guess it's hard when fans, they're trying to do something nice, and, and you're just right. like, oh, that was terribly hurtful. Yeah, you know what it felt like? It felt like I was trying to throw a surprise party for my buddy, and we're walking up the sidewalk to go in, and then this guy pops out the window and goes, it's going to be a surprise! And you're like, right. shut up, you queef! What are you doing to me? You know what I was about last night? We had, uh, Vitor came over to watch some hockey, and I opened the windows and put the fan on and sucked his dick, but, um... Sure. But he came over. He's a little guy anyway, so he's automatically six feet away because he's low. He's right. you know, my waist, but... We were, I was just started laughing really hard at the idea. This is so silly. It might not be funny to anybody else, but I thought of how funny it would be the idea of throwing a surprise party for someone during COVID. Oh, like, I'm like, yeah. come over to watch hockey. And then we're like, surprise. And there's like 50 people in the house, you know, because we're <laughs> yeah. supposed to be spreading out, of course. That's funny. And, and it's, it could be a fun surprise. Like, you got it now. Right, right. We're all very sick, but. Uh, right. That was another little taste of normalcy. He came over. We watched the hockey game. We we had some yucks, couple laughs, and uh, it, it, but it it strangely makes you sad. I've been sad thinking about it because I got to hang with Chris Allen. I got to hang with Veter and and Sean Joyce came by the uh, Arlington oh, nice. Draft House and we talked comedy and that was all masked the whole time because that green room in Arlington Draft House is like three by four, so you just got to sure. keep the masks on, which is a pain in the ass. Uh, uh but that's uh, a bummer. But it gives you this taste of like, God, it was so fun to just be like, come over, we'll watch the game, yes. and then everyone 69s, and God, I miss it, and I got some hope for this vaccine, but there's always the person that's like, yeah, but the vaccine, they're not going to be able to distribute it, and no one's going to take it, and your mother's gay. So, Party pooper. Who, who knows, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully, it'll get back to normal-ish, because I'm starting to really miss the, the fun. I'm starting to miss the fun, too, and also, not to be a, a kook, but it... I feel like people need to get back to some life because I think everything is just going online and it's so much news and it's just so much drama and sadness and death. Like you can't consume that much without some reaction from it, you know? So I think people need to like 
get a get an Excel spreadsheet going. Get back on the train. Uh, call your mom. Like get back to your normal shit so you're occupied a little. Yeah, and the economy. My God, the economy. Oh. I don't know what the hell's gonna happen. But don't get me started on the econ. But yeah. But uh, here's my last clinker. So. This guy, Mo, hits me up, Jewish fella, and he goes, hey, I'm supposed to do this temple gig, and I can't do it. You're Jewy enough. Will you do it? And I said, sure. Once I got the Seinfeld nod, I was welcomed by the Jews, which is fun. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah, it's almost like, uh, you know, Michael Jordan was like, he's a good player or something. You just kind of get put in with black people, I guess. Or, you know, Dr. Dre's like, Eminem's good. He's one of us. Or whatever it is. Sure. So... Didn't follow, but I appreciate it. You get it, you know. I'm saying I, I'm uh, I'm 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 accepted by them. Fully. Oh, I understand what you mean. I just didn't get the Jordan thing. Who's he oh, accepted yeah. by? Is he a Jew? Well, he's. I'm saying uh, basketball players. Like, hey, hey he's cool. Oh, right. that sucked. But Dr. Dre was better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beats by Dre. All right, so so this lady, uh, this guy is like, here, call this lady. She's gonna give you all the details. Call her. No answer. Call her again, no answer. Email, no answer. And I was like, huh. So then I finally just text her, and she goes back, oh, sorry, I've been slammed. Here's everything you need to know. <laughs> Eight-mile-long text, and it's just zingers on all the people. Like, she wants me to roast them, I, which is weird for Jews with the roasting. But you get what I'm saying. She wants me to just annihilate the whole kitten caboodle. And she already and, wrote the jokes? No, no, she just wrote, like, topics and subjects oh, and, and ammo and dirt. So... I was like, wow, okay, it's going to be a lot of homework here, but uh, we'll, we'll make it work. And she's writing like, these people are zillionaires. Even their their health or their uh, maids have Range Rovers. They all have tennis bracelets and diamonds, and they're anorexic, and it's like real housewives and all this. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going into? So I get Ariel Elias. You know her? Yeah, I love Ariel. Yeah, good egg, good comic. So she's got a car and a big old Jew. So I was like, perfect. We drive up to Monticello, two hours up, whatever it is. Great time driving up. We're, I'm wearing a suit. She's got on like a nice Orthodox, Jewy, quinceanera thing going on because they don't fuck around with the ladies up there. They want you prim, proper, and wearing a wig. Sure. So, you know, Ariel's driving. She's giving me all these Jewish words like shemuzel and shemazel and Hasenpfeffer Incorporated, all this shit. She's teaching me. And she's like, none of the men are going to shake my hand, just letting you know now. And I was like, oh, wow, shit, this is, this is a culture shock. So we get up there. We finally start entering a town, and it's like a rundown town, but everything's written in Hebrew. And it's just like this weird Jewish town out in the middle of the woods. And then we pull into this resort-looking thing, and it's like the rich people live in this resort out of this whole Jewish town. And... It's bungalow after bungalow after bungalow with giant swimming pools in the middle and playgrounds. And we're driving through it, and there's children's toys everywhere. And mind you, it's like 10 at night because they can't fuck around until after sundown. Weird. So there's like kids in long dresses, and the boys are all dressed up in like little suits and everything, like gowns. And they're just playing outdoors at 10 at night in the woods. It was so spooky. God, this is like a M. Night Shyamadouche movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was cuckoo bananas. And uh, so I'm calling her. and I'm like, hey, I got Bungalow 13 over here. And I I'm picturing like all these millionaire Jews because of all the, the, the dirt she gave me. But they all look kind of, 
I don't know, like uh, like hill people or whatever. Like they, these are these are like normal Jews. I thought they'd be loaded. These are like you know curls and the yarmulke and everything. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah. Pull up to this bungalow. I'm coming right out. So I go, okay. She goes, come inside. Go to the basement. Whatever you want to do. And we go in, and there's like eight kids watching SpongeBob. And they're like, oh, hey. And we're like, hey, is uh, your mom here? And they're like, she's in the shower. Sit down. I was like, all right. So now we're sitting down with these kids. It was it was bananas. This is so, the fucking strangest gig I've ever heard. Strangest gig. So she goes, she comes out. She's like, hey, she's got the wig on. She's got the full garb, all black. And she's like, we're going to do the show out here. Uh, we're going to set up chairs, and we'll be ready to go in 20 minutes. So we are like. Great. I was like, she's going to do 10. I'll do whatever and headline. And I got all your stuff. And I've never met this woman. This is the first time we've spoken. And she's like, great. And she goes out, sets up a floodlight, an amp on a porch. And these people just set up 30 chairs, pizza boxes, Mountain Dew, and just a bunch of <laughs> Jewish people come out of the, the bungalows and swarm and just sit down. And we do a show. Weird. Jews oh. with pizza and Mountain Dew? I mean, this sounds like a, a, a list family reunion, not Jews. <laughs> That's what I said. And she gave I me mean, all this tennis bracelet, Range Rover. You know, they all drive golf carts around the, the compound. And I was like, what was all this? I'm showing her the phone. I'm like, this is nothing. And she's like, no, no, that happens during the day. You got to see it. It's great. They, all the women compete, and they, they all have personal trainers. And I'm like, all right. So I, I bomb all that bombs. I do 10 minutes of all the dirt at all bombs. They didn't even know what the hell I was talking about. And I was like, all right. I think she had a personal beef with one skank and just wrote down a list of shit about her. I don't know what was going on. Wow. But it was all kook. Every now and then a little Jewish kid would peek out and she'd go, get back in there, Mortimer. And he was like, you know. And uh, So Ariel's on stage. She's doing well. And she knows the people. And this Jewish guy, rabbi-looking motherfucker, just walks up to me and shoves something in my coat and my blazer in the side pocket. Like, oh, oh hey. And I look I, I look down there. It's just a huge wad of 20s. Huge. They're all cash, these people. So uh, I go up, and I must have done, I was supposed to do 40, 45. I think I did 28 because it was so, <laughs> all the dirt bombed, everything bombed. Uh, I got some stuff in here and there, and then I got off, like, covered in sweat, and I just walk over to Ariel, and she shows me the timer, and she's like, you did 28. I was like, God. Oh, shit. So I said thanks. I took a slice of pizza and we hightailed out of there and ran over like eight razor scooters on the way out. My God. I mean, that sounds insane. Was and was COVID existing there? Did they care? Were they spread out? Did they have masks on or did they have yarmulkes? What were they doing? Not a mask in sight. And Ariel Ariel's a big like uh COVID nut. She her uncle died of COVID, so she was like free. She, we wore a mask the whole ride up, the whole ride back. But it's like everywhere you go, they were like, hey. You want to wear a mask? Feel free. We'll, we'll, we'll stay away from you. And then 10 minutes in, they're shaking hands. They're high-fiving. They're butt-fucking. You know, it's, it's like everything. I, I'm holding a kid in one arm, and I'm, I'm shaking him. I'm, I'm burping him, and then I'm wiping another kid's ass with the other hand. You know, it's like everything else. It, after 10 minutes, it all flies away. Yeah, it feels like people sort of think that you get COVID in the first 15 minutes, yeah. and you're like, I don't know. I'm not coughing yet. I think we can fuck. Yes, that, that's exactly right. It's all strange. I, the one joke I kind of riffed in Arlington was it's weird when you have to feel out 
how serious the other people are taking it. You're like, I wear a mask inside, but outside I don't care. And then someone's like, yeah, me too. I went to a couple parties. And then one guy's like, I have a kissing booth in my front lawn to, you know, <laughs> it's, it's slowly, you, start, you have to feel everyone out to see how much they care or what they're thinking about. And right. It sounds like they don't give a fuck up there. No, no, they're all Brooklyn Jews, and they go there every summer to just get away. So in their minds, they're like, ah, we're fine. We're all family. You know, we all fuck and everything. And so, like, we're good. And, it, I mean, they I did a Biden joke, and they went bananas. I think they're like Trump Jews. And, I mean, Ugh. they're all landlords, so they probably want him to win, I guess. But Yuck. holy hell, it was, a, it was a, such a culture shock. I remember we pulled in there, and there's a guy in a suit dressed to the nines at like 10 at night in a suit walk around with a yarmulke on good looking Jewish guy and I go excuse me uh, where's the the bungalow and he goes bungalow and he just kept walking like you could tell he knew I wasn't supposed to be there and Boy. it's just it's just a crazy culture shock the kids and the gowns and the the rabbis and the pizza it was it was so crazy wow it sounds like a, a throwback but interesting uh experience definitely do that's the great thing about comedy is you know you get into these weird mix-ups but whoo it was uh it was an eye-opener yeah. uh, it, it really takes you to some uh strange places yeah yeah different cultures i mean this was i was a hundred percent in jewish land orthodox land i was hours away from home under the stars in the woods with orthodox jews it was insane Wow. Well, yeah. Give, give him my name for next year. Cause, yeah. Uh, that might be I the would, best gig. I've, that's the best gig I've heard of in a while. I would do it again. They were they were nice people and uh, very cop. They shit on a lot of comics, by the way, that we know. Because they're like, we have a guy every you know couple weeks and this guy sucks. That guy sucks. He sucks. I was like, oh, all right. Wow. That sounds great. So Jews, don't be saying that about me. Jews complaining. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> well... Yeah. I think we got to wrap this son of a bitch up. I mean, this is, we, we really went to a lot of places here. We were in Arlington. We were in the, the Jew place. and uh, Oh, tell them about the Patreon. What, what's the word? Oh, the Patreon was forgot. We're, we're about to cross the threshold of 3,000 people, which we promised you would make an audio track for strangers on the butt. What's it called again? Lake. Strangers by the lake. And... Um, we're going to do it. We just need nine more people to join the Patreon. So go join the Patreon. Let's hit that 3,000. And we got to figure out how we're going to do it. We're going to, Mark and I are going to watch Strangers by the Lake somehow. We're going to fuck during it or something. I don't know. We're going to create an audio track so you can watch it with us talking during it. And uh, that's a huge milestone for us 3,000 uh, patrons. Although we got about 75,000 listeners. So it's a pretty small Ooh. percentage, quite frankly. True. Um, but it's a pretty good listener. Yeah, but uh, get get on that Patreon, join that Patreon, put us over the uh, over the top, and uh, we'll get we'll get you a nice gay porn audio track that'll be fun for you. Yes, yes, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to give you a hand job through a bucket of popcorn, and uh, I I want to see some gay sex. Yeah, me too. I mean, I always want to see gay sex. I'd like to see it up close and uh, with a with a family member if possible, but. <laughs> Um, and uh, go check out the special. I want to say thanks to everybody. I mean, every single Tuesday has reached out, it feels like. I'm trying to get back to everybody, but it's hard. It's been overwhelming. I've yes. gotten, I mean, thousands of messages and people, uh, Venmos and PayPals and emails. 
And at the time of this recording, it's at like 380,000 views in uh, four days, I guess, which is pretty insane. And uh, most of that's Tuesdays watching it and rewatching it and spreading the word. Everybody's tweeting it. So please keep doing that. And, and thank you. I feel like just George Bailey all day, every day. Yes. It's been insane. Thanks for everyone that was in the chat. I was so afraid to do the chat, but it was 100% fans. It was like ah. unbelievable. I love it. I love it. Thank God. And, and can I give a shout out? Well, first of all, the special is great. It looks so good. It's so crisp and the colors and you look great. You got the sexy jacket on. You almost looked handsome for a second. Appreciate and I got to give a shout out to Jason Katz, who uh, put a lot of it together and really killed it. So uh, kudos. The whole thing is uh, is top notch. It's a barn burner. Not only does it look great, the jokes are great, and it's a perfect time to put it out. So uh, Mazel tov. I mean, you nailed it. Yeah, he directed it, and uh, my manager and agent produced it. Liz, Liz at the cellar produced it. I mean, it was just unbelievable so exciting quite a thrill uh, i haven't heard from my folks but uh really a great <laughs> great uh great time great experience and uh, come come to bel-air diner on saturday oh, if there you're you in go Queens. there you go all right folks we'll see you in hell good stuff tell a friend spread the cheeks and praise allah <laughs> <laughs>